We are in a pandemic. We are in the middle of a global pandemic. It has been declared several times. So what I don't understand is why we can't understand we are in a global pandemic. Why are we still traveling? Hi everyone and welcome back to the second episode of Voyage of Curiosity. How are you today? That's kind of an awkward question because I'm aware I can't hear your answer but if you said good I'm glad to hear it. If you said something other than good I hope tomorrow is a better day for you and I hope you're having somewhat of a good week. As I'm recording this, it's the 12th of February and I have been informed by my trusty calendar that today is Chinese New Year. So if you do celebrate that, happy Chinese New Year. I hope you have a lovely, peaceful and restful holiday. And I hope that February has been a good month for you so far. I know we're only in the middle of it, but to be honest, I'm kind of liking February more than January. My mental health in terms of that has been I, I want to say better in February than it has been in January. Obviously, I've had my low moments, but we have our low moments every month. And so, so far, February has been a pretty good month for me. So, but let me know how it's been for you. I say, let me know how it's been for you. You're probably like, how do I do that? This is a podcast. You can, un- I can, you can only hear me. Um, if there is like a little fi- feature, and I thought this was really cool actually. If you go into my podcast description, there's a little link, and it says send in a voice message. If you click on that link, you can actually send me in a voice message, and not only can I listen to those voice messages, I can insert them into my podcast. So if there ever was like a question that you wanted to ask me, instead of just sending it in, you can actually send your own voice in, and I can put that in the podcast and I thought that was really cool um but besides from the point today I'm going to be talking about something I like to call influencer culture and a positive platform ideology and you're probably thinking what do I mean by this but that's what I'm basically going to be explaining in today's episode so I asked over on my Instagram what you would like to see in this in this next episode, sort of the first, I guess, official episode of the podcast. So I asked over on my Instagram, which is VOC podcast with two with two T's on the end, um, what you would like to see because I want this to be relevant to you. I just don't want to talk about a load of stuff that people aren't really interested in listening to. And one of the main things was about social media and about influencers and about influencer culture, about the effects of social media on mental health and how it affects young people going into adulthood. So I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about specifically influencer culture, sort of breaking down what's meant by the term and why the whole world of using your platform has kind of become the wrong thing. I myself am no expert in influencers because I am not an influencer. I don't personally know any influencers. I would like to say I don't follow many influencers. However, what can definitely be defined as an influencer is still unclear to me. I have the definition here, but I'm still not completely sure. Somebody who has expertise on a specific topic, but I wouldn't really class many influencers as being an expert. <laughs> For example, you have people like, I don't know, say Molly May, you have an ex-Love Islander who has built a reputation for herself for being what? Beautiful? <laughs> for her looks, that's what she's built a reputation on, her looks and her being on TV. That's what she's built a reputation for. But I wouldn't really say that makes her an expert, does it? Because she's made her own line of hair products, I'm pretty sure. 
does that make her an expert in hair care? I don't know, but I wouldn't really say that many influencers are an expert on many topics. I'd say it's probably just because they talk about that topic a lot, they are considered an expert on it. And the next thing I wanted to discuss was the different types of influencers. And I know a number shouldn't define you, but when it comes to social media, you do have quite a different spectrum of numbers and from macro influencers I've got here mega influencers all the way down to nano influencers and to be honest I'd never heard of any of these before I had to do my research for this podcast because I'd never heard of any of these kind of types of influencers before I thought you were just an influencer and that was it but no apparently there's four different types of influencers so I'm going to run you through them. So the first type of influencer that I found was a mega influencer. And this is somebody with over a million followers. So some examples could include the Kardashians. You've got people like Charlie D'Amelio. You've got Addison Rae. All your main TikTokers, ex-Hype House members. Not really sure what houses are around on TikTok these days. Uh, You've got band members. You've got artists like Harry Styles, Ariana Grande, Beyonce. I'm not going to go into detail and list every single person on Instagram with over a million followers, but you get what I mean. Um, And these are the kind of people that are verified. You'll see a little blue tick next to their name. And it doesn't have to be on Instagram. It can be on Twitter. It can be on Snapchat. You can be verified on Snapchat. I actually didn't know that. It could be on YouTube. They could have over a million subscribers on YouTube. So there are a lot of people with over a million followers. So it it is regularly easy to be a mega influencer, I suppose. And these mega influencers, I guess you could say they kind of rule, (laughs) they kind of rule social media. They kind of, people look up to them and people kind of label them as inspirations or motivations. And when these influencers with over a million followers, these mega influencers, they get into sort of drama or they do something controversial that people don't agree with. It's more detrimental when these mega influencers do something because you'll find that most of the time they won't apologize for it. And that's where the drama starts. That's where the cancel culture starts. I'm not even going to get into cancel culture. I'll do a whole separate episode on that if you really want me to. But this is where the kind of cancel culture starts and people kind of think, well, they didn't apologize for it. So they deserve to be canceled. They had a chance to educate themselves, educate themselves, but they didn't. So we're just going to cancel them. And to be honest, I'm not. 100% sure I agree with cancel culture I don't think it's right I think it's always important to let someone have the opportunity to educate themselves before you go straight into cancelling them this happened with quite a few examples of cancel culture include Jeffree Star you've got Shane Dawson you've got Charlie D'Amelio was quite a recent one actually you've got people like Trisha Paytas there's so many honestly most of them YouTubers I think you'll find but honestly when people aren't given the chance to apologize or given the chance to educate themselves and when they don't apologize and when they don't educate themselves you find the people just result to cancelling and I think it's quite toxic to be honest but yeah you'll find that mega influencers tend to be getting into drama and getting into these tabloid newspapers and just being talked about a lot more than any other kind of and then moving down the scale again, you have what is known as micro influencers. And these are people that have between a thousand and forty thousand followers. So artists and bands that may be starting out, local models, sponsored influencers that are trying to build up a platform. And to be honest, I don't really see many of these micro influencers 
I know quite a few of them. An example of, I think, starting out as a micro-influencer was a band called Let Me Know, and I don't know whether you've heard of them, I don't know whether you've seen them on like TikTok or anything, but they were set up by um, a guy called Mikey Cobbin, who used to be in a band called Road Trip, which is a British-Irish boy band. Um, now, they could be, they technically are classed as a mega-influencer because Road Trip did actually build up a following of over a million followers, but when the band split, and they broke up in May last year, I think it was, I'm pretty sure. Um, they kind of lost a lot of their following because they were involved in a lot of controversy and a lot of secret keeping was there and they didn't really tell their fans much of what was going on and what was happening with the future of the band, whether the band was splitting up or not. And it was only really the breaking point of the band that led people to actually realise, maybe I shouldn't support this band anymore. But anyway, getting back to what I was actually supposed to be talking about, Let Me Know are a three-person boy band, I'm pretty sure. I don't know whether they're looking for a fourth member or not. They did have four members, but Sam, who was one of the members, actually left, and he is thriving on his own. I just want to say he is thriving. I love you, Sam. He's not listening, but I love you, Sam. (laughs) But, um, yeah, let me know. I'm pretty sure they don't have over 40,000 followers. I'm sorry if that's wrong, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure they're a micro class as micro-influencers because they have uh, under 40,000 followers. They are a band. They're, I wouldn't say they're just starting out because I think they got started in, like, May of last year, or was it, like, June of last year I'm not sure it was sometime last year I just remember them like popping off in the summer but um they were they're a micro influencer because they have 40,000 followers and if that is wrong I'm really really sorry but the last time I checked I think that's what it was and it's just people that basically you'd see occasionally if you went onto your for, for you page on TikTok, if you went onto the Explore page, you might see somebody there on Instagram. If you went onto YouTube, they might come up in your suggested. Um, sometimes you'd have to search for them, but they might come up in your suggested. Um, and they're just the kind of people that are starting out on these social medias, but they're trying to build up a platform. And you will see them shared on people with a larger following. You'll see them shared on their stories. And I feel these micro influencers are probably the best kind of influencers because they're not involved in too much drama they're not really involved in the kind of controversies and the cancel culture kind of side of social media so i feel like it's probably best to be a micro influencer because you don't really get involved in that much scandalous stuff and it's a pretty easy life And that brings us on to our final type of influencer, which is a nano-influencer. And I couldn't really find, think of any examples of nano-influencers, um, but this is just a person or a group of people with less than a 1,000 followers. They're just starting out on social media. They've only probably just created an account, um, and they're happy to promote maybe sponsor products for free. They don't really expect any kind of payment. They're just happy to be there, and they're just wanting to do their job. I guess you could class me as a nano-influencer because my Instagram account only has 113 followers at the moment. If you're not following me already, please make sure you go and follow me. It's VOC Podcast with two with two Ts at the end. And yeah, um, I'm going to be, I post polls on there. I post what I'm doing. I give you little updates. Um, make sure to turn on like countdown reminders and stuff because I post countdowns for when new episodes come out and yeah, all that jazz. So I guess you could class me as a nano-influencer. But when somebody has less than a thousand followers, you don't really find them on things like Instagram explore pages. You'll probably see sometimes they get shared on other people's stories, but 
they're just there for a good time i'd say they're not really there to get involved in drama or controversy or be like scandalous or do anything scandalous they're just kind of there for a good time so before i started this segment of the podcast i just wanted to include a little trigger warning and a little content warning for anyone that may be listening to this podcast that is affected by any of these kind of triggers in this next section of the podcast i will be talking about eating disorder behaviors eating disorder patterns and just eating disorders in general food um weight loss toxic weight loss all that kind of stuff um fitness culture so if anything related to eating disorders or eating disorder behavior if anything like that affects you or triggers you please feel free to skip this section of the podcast or feel free to just stop listening at all because i really don't want to trigger anyone and if that does trigger you then um just skip to the next section of the podcast there will be a little sound that will alert you when the next section of the podcast is starting so now this is something I've wanted to be talking I've wanted to talk about for quite a while actually and this is the toxicity of daily vlogging. And this is something I don't see very often nowadays. I don't think there are many daily vloggers around that nowadays. I think they mainly hit their peak in like 2013 to like 2016. I'm talking Zoella, I'm talking Alfie Days, I'm talking Tanya Burr, I'm talking, you know, all the British YouTubers and I'm talking a few American YouTubers as well. I'm talking Tyler Oakley, I'm talking Joey Graceffa, Connor Franta. I don't think Connor Franta ever did daily vlogging, but I'm talking mainly, I think it was like Alfie Days and I think it was like Zoella and I think uh, Louise, Louise Pentland, Sprinkler Glitter. I think she did it for a while as well. It was mainly British YouTubers that did it. And obviously, the, those that weren't in like the British bunch, like, you know, like your Zoe, your Alfie, Jim Chapman, Tanya Burr, all of those people. Obviously, there were people outside of those, but those were the ones that I just tended to watch. And the thing with daily vlogging and why I class it as toxic is it kind of sets the mindset that every day is going to be a good day. And that is so far from the truth I can't even explain not every day is a good day not every day you're going to get up and feel like getting dressed and feeling like facing the world not every day is going to be like that and that is okay and I feel like daily vlogging just kind of sets that expectation that you need to be ready to face every day and surely yeah okay it's good if you can do that and it's good if you can get the motivation to get out of bed every day but not everybody's going to be able to and watching those daily vlogs makes people think like I've got to achieve something every day I've got to be on my a game every day I've got to be able to achieve at least one massive thing today and that is so far from the truth even if you achieve one massive thing in the whole week that is still absolutely amazing and this kind of daily vlogging it kind of just makes people feel like they They have to push themselves in order to achieve something every single day. And that's why I kind of stayed away from the daily vlogging in the end. Like, obviously not me, I wasn't daily vlogging, but like watching these daily vlogs, it it was good entertainment and it was good to be able to just like sit down and watch a video at the end of every day. But it just kind of made me feel bad if I hadn't really done anything that day and I was just waiting for the video. It kind of just made me feel bad. And I wouldn't necessarily say it's toxic because... I know I've called it the toxicity of daily vlogging, but I wouldn't really say it's as toxic as some of the content that's put out on YouTube nowadays, but it kind of it kind of was toxic in a way because it kind of got you into the mindset that you need to do something every day and that every day is going to be a good day. But as many people have said to me in the past, not every day is a good one. I really cannot speak today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, the next thing I wanted to discuss as in the types of content is fitness and 
again trigger warning for weight and weight loss and body image and all that kind of crap that we don't really we don't really talk about i really don't want to talk about on this podcast because i feel like sometimes i need a trigger warning for that kind of thing so i don't want to go into too much detail because i don't want to trigger anyone but i'm going to be talking about fitness bloggers and fitness influencers and diet culture toxic diet culture eating disorder behavior and yeah just any kind of encouraging bad eating habits and all that kind of stuff so fitness bloggers came to a sort of peak in april last year when everyone decided yeah let's get fit in quarantine yeah let's get shredded we can come out of this quarantine looking banging we can all be so 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 fit but then everyone kind of went downhill (laughs) um myself not included actually though I, this is something I wanted to talk about because I think it's kind of interesting and I'm kind of, I'm, I'm going to say it, I'm proud of myself, okay? I am proud of myself. <laughs> um, so in March last year, I made myself a promise that I would lose weight over quarantine because I've always been, I've always classed myself as overweight. I've always never been happy with my, I've always never, well, on your thought made sense. I've never been happy with the way I looked and I've never been comfortable with the weight that I am. So, and to this day, I'm still not comfortable with the weight that I am, but we're working on it. We're working on it. We will get there. Um, but so I decided in March last year, I have six months off school let's get shredded okay and I don't think that during the six months it really happened I was kind of I was doing it wrong to start with I started properly I started properly like having a routine in about May I think it was but I did it kind of on and off throughout March and April I downloaded a Nike training app I did all the workouts that were on that app I finished all the plans I did the four week one I did the six week one and then I did the eight week one I finished all of them I did in total I think about over 150 types of workouts it was so so it felt really bad at the time but looking back on it now I'm generally proud of I'm genuinely proud of myself because I did an eight-week fitness plan I did an eight-week fitness plan like wow that is an achievement in itself but these fitness bloggers that you kind of see on YouTube, they kind of get you into a mindset that if you don't do it every day, you're not going to see results. And that is, I'm not an ex, I'm not an expert on fitness, and I'm not an expert on exercise, exercise or anything like that, or working out or anything like that. So I don't know how effective it is if you miss one day of working out in a 14 day plan. But I'm pretty sure it's not going to kill you. Okay, Chloe Ting has these two week shred things that basically you do the same 15 minute workout every morning for two weeks and apparently you're supposed to like get abs or something like that or just your waist size is supposed to go down or you can do like arm workouts you can do leg workouts and it's basically just supposed to make you feel good about yourself after these two weeks are finished and you're supposed to see results but the bad thing about these fitness bloggers and influencers is some of them aren't actually licensed like trained in fitness or trained in working out or nutrition or anything like that so sometimes they can be giving you advice that they say is true but isn't actually scientifically proven to be true and it can be toxic and it can lead you to developing habits which could be signs of an eating disorder such as people going on these fasts where they only eat before 7am and after 7pm and that is unhealthy you should be eating throughout the day and these kind of water fasts these juice fasts smoothie fasts where people basically just blend everything that they eat into a smoothie and they only drink smoothies that is not healthy either 
you should not be doing that because it's just not healthy but sometimes these fitness these fitness influencers can be encouraging that and people will do it because they believe that these fitness influencers know what they're talking about and they will just do it and you can kind of be stress the importance of the wrong things for example some people say like oh it's 80 percent eating and it's 20 percent exercise so people will just basically just work out once a week and then they'll just eat like healthy foods and they'll just think yeah okay i'm cool now and i'm not saying that that's wrong because obviously healthy eating goes hand in hand with exercise but exercise is important as well but sometimes these supposed um well-being and nutrition influencers on instagram will tell you all about these healthy healthy eating habits and they'll basically tell you that if you eat in the morning and then don't eat for the rest of the day and then eat in the evening you'll be okay but no that's that's not the case you should be eating throughout the day because that's just not helpful and they can encourage there's another like end of the spectrum as well they can encourage over exercising and they'll basically be telling you that you need to exercise every single day and i'm not an expert okay i'm not giving you advice and you should not listen to my advice over everyone else's but you don't have to exercise exercise every single day if you do not want to if you don't have the effort if you don't have the time if you don't have the motivation if, if you're not in the right mental state just do not do it okay i'd say i probably exercise exercise about I'd say I do my own home workout about five times a week and then I go for a walk nearly every single day. Sometimes I won't leave the house just because I don't have the mental capacity or I just don't feel like it. But I do try and get myself out for a walk every single day, whether it's just a short walk around the roads or whether it's like down to the beach or through the woods or something like that. I will try and get myself out for a walk every day and I will bring my dogs with me because they make me feel better and they just make me feel a little bit safer because... I know I'm 17 years old and that's quite old, but I still just feel like quite unsafe if it's, especially if it's like really early in the morning or quite late at night. I'll just take my dogs with me because they just make me feel a bit, little bit safer. They're not exactly like scary dogs, but they do just make me feel a little bit safer. And this brings us to our final segment of the podcast, which is the idea of a positive platform ideology and this is obviously going to be the title of the podcast and you're probably wondering what do I mean by this now what I mean by this kind of phrase that I've <laughs> I've come up with myself I don't know everyone ever whether anyone I really can't speak today I'm sorry whether anyone has ever said this before but when people are given a platform when they gain followers and they start to create a fan base for themselves by taking stupid risks making bad decisions and just generally being a bad influence they can negatively influence younger fans that they have and an example of this is and i'm gonna probably not um <laughs> I, I don't i don't really know like the kind of audience i'm getting from this but i'm just gonna say it anyway charlie d'amelio charlie d'amelio if you don't know who charlie d'amelio is have you been living under a rock I'm joking, but Charlie D'Amelio is a 16-year-old, I'm pretty sure she's 16 anyway, 16-year-old dancer who has gained popularity on TikTok purely for her dancing and for her TikToks that she has made to popular dances and to trends that she has partaken in. Um, she has gained a massive following. I'm pretty sure she has over 100 million followers on TikTok now. And so she is a mega, mega, mega influencer. She is probably one of the biggest influencers in the world. So she is gained a massive following for herself purely through her expertise in dance and obviously she does other things but that's what people mainly signed up to her kind of platform for 
Um, now, Charlie D'Amelio has gained a lot of controversy in the past year or so, probably past six months or so, because she tends to find herself at the young age of 16 in a lot of drama. Now, the most recent case of this is, I haven't done my research into this purely because I'm not that sad, but um, Charlie recently travelled to the Bahamas in the middle of the COVID pandemic. Now, obviously, this is not good. This is not right, (laughs) as I said right at the beginning. And you're probably thinking, what the hell are you on about? We are in the middle of a pandemic, okay? Um, Don't travel during a pandemic. I would have thought that's basic human knowledge. Don't travel during a pandemic. You will spread the coronavirus and you will make yourself and other people ill. Don't travel. If the rules say don't travel, you don't travel. Obviously, I'm not sure of what the rules are like in America. If somebody could let me know, please let me know because I'd love to educate myself on what the COVID rules are like in America. But in the UK, travelling across the border is currently illegal. Travelling outside of the UK is currently illegal. So, to all of these influencers that are currently travelling outside of the border, currently travelling outside of their home country, I don't get you. I really do not get you. And coming back to Charlie D'Amelio, she lost millions of followers for doing this, okay? And I'm talking millions because she tried to hide it. She tried to, apparently, she tried to make TikToks in a discreet blank corner of this hotel room that she was staying in in the Bahamas to try and not let her fans know that she had travelled to the Bahamas because she didn't want to lose any more followers than she already did. And sort of previously in the Charlie D'Amelio timeline, she kind of, again, lost millions of followers because her family has a YouTube channel and they posted this video where Charlie and Dixie were basically acting. This wasn't like the purpose of the video, this was just right at the end of the video. Basically, their hired chef had made them this meal and basically Charlie and Dixie were just acting really, really spoiled about it and they were kind of like just acting like they were going to throw up and they were just being really obnoxious about it and Charlie basically asked for like I think it was like turkey dinosaurs or something instead she asked if like they could have that instead of what the chef cooked for them she was just having really spoiled tendencies and that's what made a lot of people sort of realize why am I supporting this girl why am I following this girl why am I giving this girl my money okay why am I watching her videos and letting her get my money like well not my money but letting her get money letting her earn money for purely being spoiled purely being obnoxious selfish and this is not a Charlie D'Amelio hate podcast okay I'm just saying like if you're an influencer and you have a larger than life platform and you probably have one of the largest followings in the world and the majority of your fans are under the age of 16 do things the right way, okay? Think before you speak, think before you do things, because you've got over 100 million people watching you, so it's it's really, really vital that you kind of watch what you do and kind of watch what you say, because if you want to keep that platform and you want to keep that kind of um, influence up, then you really need to watch what you do and watch what you say, and it's kind of scary to think, but And continuing with the whole, this isn't specific to Charlie D'Amelio, this is actually to a lot of influencers. They don't appreciate their fandom and they don't appreciate their followers and their supporters enough. And honestly, I'm going to be honest with you here. Your supporters, your fans, your followers, your subscribers, whatever they may be, they are your world, okay? These influencers would be nothing without their followers and that's why I think it's really important that these mega influencers, these macro influencers, these influencers with a large following really need to start appreciating their fandom more because that's why they're there. 
that's why they're existing that's why their platform exists because without fans without followers without the massive amount of likes comments shares saves follows everything that their fans do for them that's why they're there that's why they have such a massive platform okay and i think that it's really really important that these influencers start appreciating their fandom more there are so many fandoms that i'm in where i just feel really appreciated by like the fan and like the band or the artist or the whatever it may be i just i only really pick fandoms where i feel like I'm appreciated as a fan in and it's not just for me it's just like as a collective where the fans are appreciated for example I'm in the Cienciones which is um, the fandom for Ciencio which are a Latin American boy band um, and honestly their support for the Cienciones the fans of them is through the roof honestly like they appreciate us so much and that's why I've stuck around in the fandom for so long because they are just so appreciative of us and it means the world to know that you're appreciated by the person that you've dedicated a lot of your life to. If you make edits for your stand, if you um, have the post notifications on, if you like and comment on every single post, whatever you may do for your stand, whatever you may do for your favourite celebrities, it's nice to know that you're appreciated in return. And for some influencers, they don't realise how much influence that their fans actually have on them and they don't appreciate their fans they don't do anything for their fans they're just kind of like oh the fans are there like get me to one million and then the fans get them to one million and they won't really do anything they'll just kind of say thank you for one million they won't do anything for it but then you have the other kind of influencers which are like if we can get to one million before friday like i'll release a new song or like i'll release a music video coming back to the whole like road trip thing i know you're probably thinking like who the hell is road trip like i know some people listening to this will know who road trip is but for those of you that are listening and don't know who road trip is um do your research i'm joking but um coming back to the whole road trip thing after they split up um most of them tended to carry on with the whole music career thing and one of those members is brooklyn wyatt and brooklyn i'm gonna call him brooke because it feels weird calling him brooklyn brooke is honestly the sweetest he appreciates his fans so much and he did this thing where he basically said if we can get his new song to, i think it was like 100k streams before a certain date he would release the music video and i just thought that was really sweet like that he would do that for his fans it was kind of like giving back to the fans for doing something for him and that's how an influencer should be it shouldn't be get me to a million followers then i won't do anything i won't do anything for you guys just you guys have just got me to a million followers but i'm not going to do anything for you like that's not how it should be and that's why i think that social media companies this is kind of, it's kind of related, my thought process is, is just all over the place today. It's kind of related, but it's kind of not related, but arose the question, should social media companies monitor their users more? And why triggering content or content that, you know, shouldn't really be on a public platform, should that be taken down? And should the whole account be taken down? Now, there's been a couple of cases where accounts have been taken down for posting triggering content, but it's only after a certain social media company has been tagged, has been retweeted in, has had to get involved after a long, long, long amount of time. And the one thing that like perks up for me, like when I think of like triggering content is the Logan Paul situation back in 2017, I think it was. Now, I'm not ashamed to admit this, okay? I used to be in the Logan gang, <laughs> okay? Um, not after scandal okay so if you don't know what i'm talking about basically logan paul posted a video i think it was on new year's day in 2017 of him going to the what is called the suicide forest in japan i know that's not its official name but that's what it's called like 
by these influencers. He went to the suicide forest in Japan, which is a forest where suicidal people or people with suicidal thoughts will often go and they will often hang themselves and their lives on these trees and in that woods, okay? And it's horrible to think about and it's gruesome, but Logan Paul decided it was a bright idea to go into that suicide forest, have just basically mess around in that suicide forest and then film somebody's dead body, somebody who had hung themselves, somebody who had ended their life. He decided to film that dead body edited that clip and put that on the internet for everyone to see. Now, it took YouTube about 24 hours to get involved with this situation and I'm not going to lie to you, it shouldn't have taken that long. It should not have taken that long, okay? I watched the video. I'm not saying that as just like, if it, it's like a flex or anything. It is not. That is not what I'm trying to say. I saw the video. Thankfully, I was not triggered by it because I had not been affected by suicidal thoughts at that point in my life. However, if it had been at a point in my life where I had been affected by suicidal thoughts and I had seen that video and I had watched that clip and it had triggered me and it had made me go to a place that I didn't want to go to, then who knows what would have happened and I know that for some people they may have watched that video and they may have been triggered okay and that's why I think that because Logan Paul he bounced back pretty quickly okay I th I'm pretty sure he took like a month off and then he came back people may not have liked the fact that he came back but he came back and that's why I think that social media companies really need to monitor their bigger users more their users that have a lot of followers they have a large following generally a young following so like from the ages of like 10 to 15 where children and teenagers are at their most vulnerable and they need monitoring like what is looking what they are looking at on social media that content needs to be monitored and they need to monitor these users what they're posting what they're retweeting what they're liking all that kind of stuff and this triggering content that seems to be circling the internet it just kind of comes around it comes around it goes around it kind of gets retweeted it gets liked and it gets reposted, it's not, I keep saying retweeted, I promise, it's not just on Twitter, it's on other social medias as well, but it needs to be taken down and something needs to be done about it, and these social media companies, they need to really intervene more with the kind of content that, I don't know, the content that's just on their platforms, it's kind of just existing, isn't it, and I don't know, just something needs to be done about it. So, <laughs> to draw this discussion to a close, because I really don't want to bore you, and if you're still here, I'm honestly shocked. So, honestly, well done. I'm genuinely, I'm going to applaud you right now, because that is an achievement in its own. Well done. You have achieved a goal for the day. <laughs> um, so, I just want to draw this discussion to a close, basically, and I just want to say, I agree that social media is a positive place, and it can introduce us to, to potential motivational and inspirational idols, celebrities, influencers, content creators, whatever it may be, and I have found most, if not all, of my stans, celebrities, and idols that I look up to through social media. However, on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, in a nutshell, oh wait, that's conclusion, never mind, it's important to know your limits and to not live life for a screen and this basically just means if there is any kind of influencer or content creator that is making you feel uncomfortable, making you feel guilty about anything that you're doing with your life, block them, unfollow them, get rid of them, they do not need to be on your phone, they do not need to be up in your social medias, they do not need to be up in your DMs, well I'm pretty sure they're not going to be in your DMs, but they do not need to be in your social media or in your life at all, so please unfollow, block, report, whatever it may need to be, unfollow harmful influences, that is the message to take away from this podcast.
please do not let them control your life do not let social media control your life because while social media can be an amazing thing and can introduce you to some amazing people some amazing influencers content creators it can even introduce you to amazing friends um just don't let it control your life and don't let it be the one thing that you're letting disturb you and don't be I I don't want to say don't let it be the thing that wakes you up in the morning because obviously talking to people online can be a reason for waking up in the morning but don't let it be your only reason for existing so that's that's what I want you to take away from today's podcast and before I kind of wrap this podcast up I wanted to start something which I call curious recommends which is basically where I'm just going to be introducing you to a couple of new things and things that I think are cool things that I would recommend and if I had a YouTube channel they would be included in my monthly favorites I'm joking but yeah so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend a couple of songs to you and these are just some songs that I'm loving at the moment and if you want to go and follow me on Spotify you can find all my playlists there my personal Spotify is on your SJ11 that's just spelled a-i-n-e-s-j and then 11 um so I'm gonna do five songs that I recommend at the moment and these five songs they're kind of like from a variety of genres I guess you could say the first song is it's a sin by years and years and this is obviously from the um tv series it's a sin is it a tv yeah it's a tv series um it's a sin which ollie alexander the frontman of years and years actually stars in i haven't actually seen it yet but i really would love to see it because it looks so interesting so if i do watch that i will let you know um and honestly i just love this song i don't want to play a segment of it because i don't want to be copyrighted but yeah and then the next song i would recommend to you is close to you by dayglow i love dayglow i love I love his music. He is so amazing and I just can't get enough, to, enough of Dayglow. Switching genres a bit more now, I'm just going to recommend to you another song that I'm loving at the moment, which is Por Amarte Así by Ciencio. Um, I've mentioned this too many times already. This is only the second episode, but I love Ciencio and their um, third studio album came out on February 5th and it's called Deja Vu. If you want to go and listen to the whole album, feel free. But um, this Por Amarte Así is one of my personal favourites from the album. Another song that I would recommend to you that I'm loving at the moment is um, Need You Some More by Jack Buster Weston. This is not a very new song, but this is one of my personal favourites at the moment. Another song, how many am I on now? This is my fourth song that I'm recommending now. Um, this is Is It Just Me by Sasha Sloan and Charlie Puth. Um, honestly, every single statement in the song applies to me and I just generally love it and I just I just relate to it so much and the final song which I know that one of my listeners in particular is going to scream when they hear this is actually I can't decide right I'm gonna do two songs because I know both of my listeners are gonna scream when I say this okay so the first song I'm gonna recommend to you is Losing Face by Wilbur one of my listeners is screaming right now um and I honestly I just love Wilbur I just I think he's amazing um and i love the song i'm not going to play it i really want to play it right now but i don't want to get copyrighted and then the other song that i'm going to recommend to you is road trip by dream <laughs> another one of my listeners is screaming right now again and honestly just a vibe just just a vibe honestly um it's such a vibe and yeah both all of those songs that i've just recommended to you i would definitely definitely advise that you listen to all of them put them in a little playlist play them all together you can actually find all of those songs that i've just mentioned in my playlist which is called i like these so you should too um and these are just my current favorites they switch up like every week but sometimes i forget to change the playlist because i'm lazy but i will try and change that playlist as much as much as possible so my current favorite songs are in there 
And then just one final thing, I promise I will let you go in a second. Um, the one final thing that I want to wanted to just like reiterate and kind of talk about again is my Instagram. So my Instagram is VOC podcast with two T's and I will leave it linked in the description and you can find like all of just any kind of updates you will find on this Instagram and I try try and keep you updated. Sometimes I will forget to update you, but you will find basically any updates on this Instagram. And so the basically the first post I just I just explained what this podcast is and I just said, hi, my name's Anya. This is the official Instagram page for my brand new podcast. First episode is launching Friday, blah, blah, blah. Make sure you're there. Tune in for a trailer. I'm going to be recording a trailer and then you can basically, you can send me in a voice message, which I think is very, very cool. Um, and then I've just posted about the first episode. Then I just posted an update four days ago and I just said, hi, everyone. Hope you're keeping okay. Um, so sorry for not uploading an episode last week. I've been so, so busy. And like I mentioned in the pod, I won't be uploading on a weekly basis because school is my first priority but I am trying to get an episode out for some time this week I did say Saturday but I'm trying for today which is Friday and yeah you can basically just find any updates on this podcast on this Instagram if you don't have Instagram then I will try I don't know how this is going to work but I will try and like put um updates in like the bios of these podcasts if you don't have instagram but if you do have instagram please make sure to go and follow me i'm not like setting a goal for followers or anything purely because i just want this to be followers of the podcast and people who are actually going to listen to the podcast and yeah i will be putting up regular polls suggestion boxes for anything that you want to hear on the podcast so please let me know please contribute to those suggestion boxes because i do want to hear your input and i do want to be talking about stuff that is relevant to my audience so please please if you ever have any suggestions feel free to put it in a question box on my story or just dm me at any time because i'm always 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 open to suggestions so that is i think that is it for today's episode of voyage of curiosity i want to say thank you for listening to this podcast and if you've made it this far well done um i hope you enjoyed listening to everything that i've managed to talk about today and i hope i will see you soon hopefully i will see you soon for another episode And if there is anything you would like to hear in particular, please feel free to go and leave me a message over on my Instagram and share, share this with a friend, share it on your Instagram, share it on your Twitter, share it on whatever social media platforms you have. I hope to see you soon. And in the meantime, stay curious.